Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. I am your dubious host, Lauren Hutton, and with me as always... It's Luke Fagenbush. Damn straight. Hell, it's good. It's good to be here sitting with you recording an intro. It is Just, good, man. Yeah. Like, I, I dig it. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I wouldn't trade you for, say, like, you know, a copied version of me to, like, fill in on an intro no, or No, who would do that? That's I a don't know. terrible fr- friend. Very insensitive. Yeah. Who do we have on the episode this week? Uh, Nick Noble. Damn right. Long-term friend, lifetime partner. That's not true. Don't know why I said yeah, it. Yeah, lifetime partner <laughs> to each of us by turn. <laughs> and I'm not salty at Lauren for stealing my man away. <laughs> Uh, no, we started in the same spot. Uh, Justin Atkins ran this little yeah. Chevy at my at Game Time Sports Bar and Grill. Damn right. And Sometimes we were was... all afraid of more experienced <laughs> comics, so we went there to bomb. <laughs> so this is this is a good throwback to back in the day. Yeah, man. It's, a yeah. Little, little, it's one part origin story, one part bombing story, all parts fun. All parts Nick Noble, and that's fun. Yeah, man. I mean, you know what to expect by now, right? Do we even need to do these intros anymore? Uh, uh, when when do we get to talk just us? So <laughs> you know, when do we really just get to shoot the shit? Well, man? That, I mean, that's going to be on the Patreon. Oh yeah, just us being like, "Hey, how was your week?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll make people pay for that bullshit. <laughs> We get like 15 subscribers for exactly one month, and they're like, okay, this and was a mistake. Immediately lose all of them. <laughs> <laughs> we made $42 once. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Noble's awesome. Uh, we do have a Patreon in the works. We're going to talk more about that later. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but until then, enjoy this episode. And even after then, enjoy the episode. Just keep enjoying this episode. Don't stop enjoying the episode at any point. <laughs> yeah. Let's just well, that was a, that was the point of our last podcast on Pornhub. Yeah, two. I think we made one guy come. He commented, and it's yeah. like, not what I was looking for, but, but it did the job. It did the job. I forgot that you guys actually did make someone come. <laughs> yeah. We made... Somebody probably come multiple times and probably gave Schubert a new fan, at least on Twitter, maybe Instagram. I don't know. I would say Instagram. We gave Schubert a new stalker, I think. If people are jerking off to Schubert's tweets, I don't want to be alive anymore. (laughs) That's not a a reality that I want to exist in. Look, I respect all sexual proclivities. (laughs) I am kink positive, but if you jerk off to Schubert's tweets, you should kill yourself. We all have a line. (laughs) And I think we can all agree that ours is there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. Nick, how have you been? Darling? I've been pretty good, man. It's nice. Things are starting to come back. I feel like everybody's being pretty cool now. Okay, when you say things are coming back, do you mean like the hair on your balls? Did you recede back through <laughs> puberty and now you're going through it again? Yeah, I think, yeah. Things are coming back that way now. I mean, like the world is coming back. Really? We can't stay in the bit where you're going through puberty twice for more than two seconds? You got to no. bail on it immediately? Yeah, immediately. All right, it's going to be he, one of those episodes. He's a virile man. <laughs> he's not going to hear any I'm talk not here for improv. Sort. I'm here to drop truth bombs and then, then get out. Nobody yeah. wants to play games with me, Luke. 
Hey, you <laughs> no, stick no, around. I mean, it's great, man. You can did help you... me finish God of War. <laughs> did you not see Mahan before he left was kissing your hand and doing all that? Like a year ago, that'd be a felony. You could have charged him a crime. He would have went to jail. No, I think it still is a, a crime. I'm just you, you were know. violated. That's actually yeah, a good I point. was violated. I didn't ask for that, but I'm also uh, not bothered by it. Okay. So technically illegal. Look at me. Look at what? 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 There's a little trauma in there behind those eyes. That's not from mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that is unrelated to the events that we are talking about today. <laughs> let's yeah. let's all go around the table and name our traumas. That'd be a fun. <laughs> let's just meet to Muhammad this podcast <laughs> and just build get that whole train going. Literally the podcast after he's on. I, just, <laughs> I guarantee we can get a group of comics to get behind this train of just me tooing Muhammad yeah, for doing we'll, the most random. We'll things. do it with a showcase and then we'll all read pre-written letters and cry <laughs> and then the final the final act in that show will just be someone reading uh, a, a suicide note from a PA system yeah. that just got used by Muhammad <laughs> yeah I mean I don't mind Muhammad I love the guy he'll try to kiss me I will always turn him down I just that was the, one, a weird the one man I am disrespected by for um, trying to kiss me uh, is Tanner Hines. I'm not trying to call him out. It's just, I mean, he's trying to kiss me so many times, but he's never invited me on his podcast. So it's like, <laughs> does he not think I'm attractive anymore? Because it's like Tanner. It's like, come on, dude. I'll, I mean, if you got a, if one peck, we'll do it, dude. Let me let me ask you this. All right, let me ask. Let you me do you your heavy hod. Your what, heavy head, get. heavy hod. I don't know. Heavy hod. Yeah. Heavy head pod. Is that Yiddish? <laughs> yeah, heavy hod. <laughs> heavy I love head. Tanner's podcast. Yeah, no, it's great. He's a good, good. He's a good. It dude. is great. He's a good dude. He's very, he's very uh, good and careful about who he chooses to ask to be on it too. That's probably why I'm not on it. I don't know. What do you have to offer? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't have time for multiple takes for him to stutter over lines. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm already mumbling through half of this already. It's like, like, all right, Nick, slow down. Calm, all right, calm down, relax. Well, I mean, it is just a, a podcast. It, it's a podcast about mental health. So maybe when he looks at you, he just thinks that you're too put together to be associated yeah, with. Something he knows like that. that's not the truth, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's I, fine. I think the first thing that you ever said to me was, "Yeah, I'm just a real anxious person." <laughs> like before you said hi <laughs> probably because i was pacing around legends or yeah. whatever open mic we were at wherever i met you at the first time i'm pretty sure it was game time that's yeah, where i met most I of the folks oh yeah first. yeah i always yeah. get too confused now yeah now i mean yeah. they're right down the road from yeah other, so but yeah yeah you were you were bopping around yep. and i looked at you and i said are you okay and you were like, I'm just a real anxious person. And then you left the room. I said, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking leave me alone. Dude, and you never saw me for three years. Uh, no, I saw you the next week. That's right. I came back. <laughs> I love the, the game time crowd back in the day. For a while, when I was yeah. first did, uh, starting out, that was like the only mic I hit consistently. I loved it. Because yeah. like all the actual comedians would not go there. So yeah. I didn't feel judged. <laughs> it was a very like low pressure mic. It yes. was. For, for the exact reason that you just said. A lot of the people that we view, like, I mean, I don't know. There, there are people in my first like six months that mm. the first time I saw them, I had one of two thoughts. And it was either like, oh, God, <laughs> they must be a professional in from out of town because that was like, unlike yeah. anything I'd seen from someone whose name I didn't recognize. Or the thought that I had was, damn it, someone already thought of that. 
Mm. And that's usually what I thought every time I saw Andrew Rudick do that high-pitched voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, someone already coined like being high-pitched and whiny. Damn it. I can't be that guy in the Son scene. Of a bitch. Yeah. What is, do you have like a Freddie Mercury range? Do you have a secret high-pitched voice that I you're do, like? I do all kinds of, no, like before I started doing comedy and like everyone, everyone like put this label on me. It's like, oh, well you have a radio voice. You're radio voice guy. Before that I was, I was kooky voice guy. I never, what? I never spoke normally. I was always doing accents and voices and weird stuff. And then uh, I, I hit like mid twenties, and it wasn't cute anymore. Oh, <laughs> and I okay. lost jobs because of it. <laughs> and so I wait. You lost jobs because you would just be doing kooky impressions and no. You know that scene in Master Disguise where yes. Dana Carvey. <laughs> <laughs> Dana Carvey is imitating the two people at his family's restaurant yeah. and uh, just 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 forcibly mimicking everything that they say right back to them in the same voice. Mm. That is a bad move to do on a patron of a restaurant as they exhibit in that movie. And I can attest that it is a worse move to do to your boss. <laughs> okay, I, I see the problem now. Yeah. 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 Because uh, as people, <clears throat> as people firmly proved... They don't like watching that. No, they it don't. Wasn't, wanna, no, no. It doesn't matter unless if it's you're ten-year-old me. You don't like watching that. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, dude, you were one of the first people that I saw. Like I, I spoke earlier about people that you know, you watch them do a set of like stuff that works for them normally, and and you had, get this impression of them being well above their actual skill level because you watch them crush real hard for five minutes. You were one of those folks. I thought you'd been doing comedy for like twenty years, and you were just about to pop. Because I saw wow, you, I don't know where you saw me. Go Bananas Pro Am, dude. Okay, that's why. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was so ignorant, dude. I had no idea like what any of that meant. But that's... I watched you make a hundred people like double over in their seats, and I was like, oh, I got to remember that Nick Noble guy. I asked probably because I stayed away from their open mic until I felt like I had a great five minute set every time I went there, which is not most people's move. No, no, no. I, I avoided my first like two years of comedy, just staying away from there. Incubating. Just like, <laughs> let me go to these like crappy bars, places that like, you know, where if you can win over an audience, you know, you got a great joke. Yeah. yeah. Game time. Or sports game time grill. going to like, you don't like name all the names because like no one's gonna know them but it's like going oh know, we've already named all of the names of the places that you were about <laughs> yeah, to I say mean, it's like even running my own open mic i've learned so much and just watching comedians and they've asked me for advice and i tell them like i would stay away from bananas until you, you feel comfortable on stage mm. just because first impressions in this business means so much yeah and i learned that just from listening to other people talk about it and watching my buddy go up and like crush his first time, preparing, going up to bananas the second time, not prepared, bombing, and then yeah. never trying again. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I get it. I don't want to be that guy because now he's remembered as that guy who gave up halfway through his set and then just walked, kind of, you know, kind of walked away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Literally gave How up you, yeah, comedy forever. We, you know, and we don't forget those kind of people for some mm. reason. We always, like, we, for some reason, comedians love failure. And we love watching people fail. I have laughed at jokes not working more than yeah, I've laughed right? at bits that work. Yeah. You sometimes, yeah. sometimes you, you remember some people's bombs more than their crushes just because of how funny it is. Yeah. yeah. Just in the moment for you, just be like, yes, this is this is hard. Yeah, right, we yeah. all go through this. I get it. So, yeah, like I was like, I'm avoiding bananas for the longest time until uh, Cam O'Connor, who was booking bananas at the time, was like, why haven't you been out there? Like He saw me at, I think, Urban Artifact. Before Luke took it over, they just did a random mic one night. 
and I did just like my best five. Yeah, yeah. Because I was planning to do bananas like coming up, and he saw yeah, me. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you got to sign up, man!" So immediately, I was like, "Okay, well, I don't think I can bring out five people." Because I I wasn't telling anybody I was doing this. I was also like, you know, kind of just yeah. like low key, just telling my family members. Yeah, you were in the comedy uh, like the girl I was dating, just like. People just yeah, it's just the people who would notice. You I was told gone. girls you were dating. Just. Well, the girl I was dating at the time, like you know. How do you think he started dating? I, <laughs> no, so I don't want to impress like, you, know, you, but I'm an open micer. Yeah, no, it's not like oh, where are you going? It's like well, this is where I'm heading. You know what I mean? Yeah, the people yeah, yeah. who were, would maybe wonder where I'm at. Right. I got gotcha. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay. So they went out to call the cops. Like, yeah, this guy's been missing for a couple of days. <laughs> 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 But um, man, John Holmes would be in jail <laughs> if that happened. So if you saw me there, it was probably not the first time. So the first time I did pretty well, but I think the second time there, I felt very proud of my set. So that was probably when you saw yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, probably. And and dude, like I, I like I said, I paid attention to you. I watched, and I was like, okay, when's he gonna go on the road? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not ready. You know, Still and, not ready. and then I found out from other people. I was like, yeah. So how long has Noble been doing this? Like, you know. <laughs> How many decades does he have under his belt? <laughs> and the person that I asked looked at me like I had flicked them in the taint. Who'd you ask? John Holmes. Oh, God. <laughs> what a person to ask. <laughs> at that point, we were not really good friends. No. To, to be fair, he talked. always kind of looks at people like they just flicked him in the taint. Well, he doubled down on it with the phrase, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> and then he walked away from me. Yep, that was fun. <laughs> How long did you... How long? I, 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 how, okay, sorry. How long did you work on your set before actually going up to Bananas? Um, like that exact five minute set. Mm-hmm. Probably like I ran it probably at least for a solid t- month and a half. Wow. I mean, we like mixing in jokes, new jokes here right. and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Fleshing how it is. It you see the same people over and over again. So it's like you got to bring something new. Man. And also, you want to try new tags, see what works. Also, yeah. as you're writing jokes, you're like, oh, I could take it this way on stage or try that. And like at that point when I first started, I was afraid to expand on a joke. I was more like, here's my set list and I'm going word for word. Right. Yeah. This is what this works. Is, this, so is this is my is five. Like, like, I mean, I was doing one liners. So it's like, this, these are my 10, 10 jokes. And I'm going bam, 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 bam. Right. You are like a. More than most people, a pretty meticulous joke writer. That's yeah, yeah. Because you did come out of the the one liner thing, yeah, and that's important. Word economy. Mm. It's yeah. I felt like I take a I took a huge step back doing that, but it's also helped me take a huge step forward in a way because it's no longer like hey, just wordplay. Like oh, it's, this guy's mm. clever in a way. Like I'm yeah, not that clever. Yeah. Like I'm not. I can't keep doing yeah. one liners. I feel like, like I, I can't remember. A, 10-minute set of one-liners. I can't. It's a 32 lot. jokes. So when awesome. I was doing my first yeah. like hosting weekend, that's when I kind of learned, like, oh, man, yeah, I got to start writing more about me. Right. Like, stress stuff out. You could, you know, sit in the silence. I mean, you learn a lot from watching other right. comedians. and. But that's better than, like, most people who will start out, oh, I'm just fucking around and being yeah. conversational and hanging out. Now I have to actually write jokes. But if you yeah. see how it, do I do but that? But if you see that person, you're like, fuck you. Yeah, you're you comfortable on stage. Yeah, you're already, you're already sitting anywhere. down. <laughs> you see your first mic, and you're already taking a seat. Oh man, and you're crushing. I hate you. Wait, wait, wait. hold on, hold on. I have to unpack something because it's interesting that you said that. You guys were talking about being comfortable on stage, and you brought up sitting down. Yeah, that reads as being comfortable to you. Yeah, for sure. Maybe. That is my number one crutch when I don't feel good on stage. Really? really, I bring the stool over and I squat. Oh. 
I thought it was more of like a comfort thing. I thought it was like, oh, this is like, this is my living room. I'm yeah. so glad that's how it reads to other people. <laughs> dude, that's how it's always read to me. No joke. No, dude. I sit down when I'm nervous. So, because that does a couple of things. It keeps me from pacing because I'm, I'm an anxious person mm-hmm. and I have ADHD, so I can't stand still. Uh, and if I'm not pa- if I'm not pacing purposefully with the cadence of the material, it, it doesn't add, it detracts. So if I don't feel comfortable with what I'm doing, I sit down to just take that element out of it. And then when I start to feel comfortable, I stand up and that adds emphasis to whatever I'm saying. That's it's a, a cop move. out. No, it's a cop out. No, the standing up to add emphasis. Okay, yeah, yeah it's it like, starts, yeah. Yeah. starts like with that. a cop out and then yeah. ends with an end. <laughs> so it pretty much evens out. You're <laughs> yeah, it's it's you're kinda, not a hack. You're fine. Yeah, right. It's like a NASCAR pit stop. You know, I just I slow things down until I got tread on my tires and then I take off. Yeah, when you talk about the real serious, hard hitting shit, you take a seat. You're like, you guys want to get ready for this, and right. then you get to the punchline. You stand up like, let's go. <laughs> Dave, and then you like hit the microphone on your leg. You know, it's funny. The first time I saw Chappelle do that, I I just uh, uh, subconsciously mimicked it on stage and hit myself right in the dick. And I was like, "All right, well, that one's not for me. That move is not for me." Like, <laughs> just your very first time doing it, you fuck it up in the worst yeah, way possible. Dude. And the best part was, it was like I was I was at a mic and I was bombing for like three minutes, and then I. Something I said got a laugh, and it wasn't even a joke. It was just, was yeah. it you hitting yourself in the dick? With the yeah, I was going to say, I was, I was ask if I got a huge laugh. No, I think I was just doing that thing where you undercut yourself because you're bombing, and everyone's like, ha, 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 yeah, you're right, oh, you suck. Yeah. And, the uh, laughs that don't feel good. Right, we were all laughing at me together, and then I hit myself. Uh, yeah, in my package. <laughs> Did you react to to it, or was it no? Yeah, I reacted. He fell down. My that was re- the rest of his set was just cried. him going. Oh. My reaction was to get off stage. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you like tried to tough it out, and you're just doing your jokes like s- super like in pain, but denying it with a single tear running down your face. No, I'm definitely a giant baby. And if I have any sort of <laughs> physical discomfort, I'm gonna go find a bed. Yeah. Preferably one I own, but I'll deal with one I'm comfortable with. <laughs> Just yeah. the couch in the green room, the headliner is like, is he all right? If that's or? taken, there's an odd lots down the street. If that's open, they have beds. Uh, yeah. I'm If I don't feel Car- good, I'm horizontal. Carmago <laughs> Ford. They had those couches in the showroom. They do. They Sometimes do. they leave the side door open. Free coffee. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of perks in there. Sometimes they leave a car open. You can sleep in a jet or whatever. There you go. Yeah. What are your crutches on stage, Nick? Like, what are the things that you find yourself doing? Just actual oh crutches. Gosh. If I yeah. feel like it's not going to go well, I mean, I wasn't I put a car wreck. So, uh, yeah, actual oh, crutches. Yeah. Bringing crutches on stage takes me eight minutes to get up. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get an applause break. A huge, yeah. He, yeah, and then I just get off. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, it's probably. Uh, I, I don't. I feel like I don't say um a lot, which is good. That is good. But yeah. I do say, "Oh, this is great. You guys are fun." That's one crutch that you guys that's probably. A but that's, that's funny, and I found myself like starting to do that after yeah. I heard it. And I'm like, sure I'm not the only person who's well. done it before me. You know what I mean? Like that's something yeah. I'm sure other comedians yeah, 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 have done. Common, so it's like I 100% picked it up from you because you were so <laughs> funny when you did it. You're just like super relaxed on stage. Like you guys are great. Right. <laughs> which is You're so funny because too, uh, like when I did bananas, because like you used to doing these open mics, and like what helped me. I think build that great set of bananas because you 
you mean if you have a good joke at these terrible open mics, it's like, all right, this is awesome. Build yeah. around that. And then even some of your bad jokes, like, all right, just work it and then maybe try a different mic and you'll get a laugh. Yeah. And then eventually, like, after two years of like that, like, I was like, oh shit, I think I got something nice and strong. Yeah, I got But nice also in the meantime, chunk. I was like, bombing. I'd be like, oh, but you guys are great. This is fun. That'd be like my saving point. Right, yeah. And so I was at bananas in between jokes. Like, I'm so used to doing that through all this doing that, but also smiling. <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, like in my head, I was like, wait, this is fun. <laughs> this is actually really fun. You guys are like, this is great. You guys are actually really fun. Well, it might be like, sarcastic right like, now. This is really like, fun. <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean to be a dick. You guys yeah. are awesome. And I remember somebody going like, oh man, you're giggling after like those jokes. I was, I was like legit like going like, because ah. I was like cracking up my own jokes. Cause, like, I was like, I can't believe people are laughing at this shit. hundred percent. That is why Leah loves your act. Is that like, little giggle you throw in in between I, yeah, everything. Yeah, randomly throw it in. And That's it's so like, fun to watch. I know. I need to bring it back. Cause yeah. yeah, I haven't done that in a minute, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those moments like, holy shit, yeah, this is legit fun. I was like, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. What, I, I want to know, like, how many things have you discovered about yourself that you've done away with? Like, you mentioned the um thing earlier. But, like, how many other little idiosyncrasies, oh, whether just it's probably, phrases uh, just or the one, one-liners and trying to stay away from just, like, uh, wordplay and stuff like, I mean, I used to Google every joke I wrote. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing that. I mean, like really? wordplay jokes, because like, oh, oh yeah, because right, right, right. it's easily something something somebody's either like tweeted or you know said before. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be the guy that while you're on stage, another comedian walks yeah. over and whispers to the person running the show. Yeah, dude, dude, I caught myself even like, uh, I stopped listening to comedy because I felt like it was becoming an influence. Like, I mean, besides like open micers and stuff like us. Yeah, yeah. At that point. Uh, because I felt like it was becoming an influence, and I don't want that. Yeah, you're taking the Ralphie May approach. Yeah, yeah. You don't watch other people's specials. And I've noticed, cause... like, but there's also still parallel thought is just out there. Oh yeah, because I've heard even comedians here and a joke that I heard recorded on an album 2014 do a bit about how they have a, uh, uh, no, they're attracted to their bank teller but they you know can't hit on her because they know how much money's in their bank account yeah, yeah. and it's like oh that that's just out there i mean yeah, so yeah. that's i mean everybody's probably thought about that because every comedian usually start off a broke or has seen a cute bank teller and you're embarrassed when they see how much money's in your bank account so like i see how that joke could be out there and like that's not even see and the thing is is like you're talking about an experience that someone more than likely had and that was something that I had too and I had that same exact idea right. I was like oh my god and then I remember leaving and going that's a great bit and I was like fuck that's a, that's a joke I already heard yeah that's a joke somebody already said before yeah. someone like, already got to that it's already been recorded like years ago I, I started saying this when I was 15 but everything's already happened yeah mm-hmm. There's nothing the, left. The premise has been done. <laughs> when you were 14, yeah. you're like 14 years of life. I've <laughs> I've seen it <laughs> everything. No, been, no. The, yeah. the irony of the story is, uh, fucking. I, that's when I saw South Park say the words the Simpsons already did. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then yeah. I just, I mean, I took their. And it's their only going to get worse from here. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's the realization I had. Everybody did COVID bits. Right. right. And I was like, yeah. it is the worst. If South Park is already satirizing the fact that the Simpsons have done everything. And that's just, that's a hyperbolic statement. Now here we are, uh, almost 10 years later. I was, tw- it was 2014. What year is it? 
The way I think, it's probably 30 mm-hmm. years ago. Right, like, so it's been <laughs> some time. Like and I feel like that statement's just been solidified more and more. Everything's already fucking happened. Yeah. Well, there is a line there because there are jokes that are great because in the back of your head, you're like, why didn't I think of that? It was right there. Yeah. It's everyone's experience. But if you go too far in that direction, everybody said it. Right. So it's walking that line. The only exception to that rule that I can find is... Dick j- jokes. Right, because those are ever-changing. Because uh, no one has that. Uh, things about uh, the way that technology influences our society. Because, I mean, yeah, everyone has a, a men are like this, women are like this, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. those hacky premises. Uh, and, and everyone had bad first date jokes. Mm-hmm. And that format didn't evolve until dating apps. Yeah, now then, everybody's got a Tinder joke. Exactly, and now all of those are becoming hacky. And eventually... All the or shit that Uber my Uber jokes precisely Uber Eats, used to be taxis. That, it used yes. to be taxis and airplanes, and now it's Uber Eats and fucking Airbnbs. And and it's it, the archetype isn't changing. It's just the subject matter is evolving mm-hmm. because you know microchips and shit. I feel like <laughs> the way like to get around that is making stuff personal because if you write for yourself. Yeah. It's the only thing that no one else can. And it's weird because we used to say this in Bible college whenever they would like coach you on how to argue your faith with other people. Mm-hmm. They would tell you, it was like, no one can argue your personal experience. And I was like, I dropped acid and I don't believe in God anymore. <laughs> and no one can argue about that. They tried. <laughs> <laughs> they told me no one can argue my experience. And when I told them I took acid, they were like, uh, no, wait. Well, hold on. Uh, we have some scriptures for that particular instance, actually. Yeah, uh, no, I definitely agree with that, too. It's like, I heard people say that, too. It's like, it's hard to, um, for somebody else to replicate your own experience. So it's like, write more about yourself. I mean, unless you fall in love life. with your bank teller or something. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then that's really going to suck. If you have a real relationship with your bank teller that develops and personal feelings about yeah. it, yeah. I feel like you could write from that angle. Well, yeah, you're just taking it yeah. further. And, and then just keep the line about them knowing how much, uh, how much money you have. Yeah, yeah you there you go. In that. Yeah. Nick, Get away I- with being a hack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Nick, how did you handle your pandemic, man? Because I, I don't think I really talked to you other than watching you on Pornhub. Uh, yeah, just nothing really. Did a couple Zoom open mics, which was a blast. You as told you me tell. about one of those that you did for work. I did that for work. You right? did a Zoom yeah. comedy show for work? For an office party. Were how many comics were on the show? I assume Me? it was you, David Rohrman. No, he refused to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Which smart. was a smart move. Smart man. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart. I wasn't there, and he uh, he's like, "Oh, well, Nick's still doing open mics. You should ask him." And I, <laughs> I felt too bad saying no. My boss was so excited, and I was like, "I told him, I was like, look, normal, normal jokes don't work." I was like, "I'll try some stuff, but right. I was like, I'll just kind of make fun of people in the audience, like the uh, audience." So you just, yeah, you played yeah, with office them. members, right? Doing some crowd work with people that you kind of know Did on a personal well. level. Did not go well. Who'd you piss off? Oh, myself. <laughs> <laughs> for just accepting it for zero pay. I'm like, I could no. be standing right there drinking punch with everyone else right yeah, now. Yeah, I could have been done. Instead I could have been I'm done. Now I'm doing this. Stupid How much time did you do? I, 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. Ouch. And uh, this was right when uh, 
that Twisted T video came out. Remember that guy? Yeah, the yeah. yeah, the yeah. racist guy getting blasted with Twisted T. And this is where I live with Stone Schneider and a little background with Stone Schneider. He looked like a not not the guy who said the N word, but the guy who in the background just immediately like packed his bags up, bought his stuff, and left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Stone's like, dude, I got a great idea. Because I was like, dude, I don't want to do this. Like, do you have any ideas? Like, to to fill five minutes? Like, I'll do five minutes just messing around. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I look exactly like this guy. You should interview me as him. And so we did that. Hold kinda. on. You you were hired to do 10 minutes of stand-up yeah, yeah, no, comedy. Yeah, I told him. I was like, look, normal jokes don't work. I was like, I talked to my roommate. He does more like kind of improv, like practical stuff, just in the moment stuff. Spit pennies at people. He spits pennies at people. Yeah, good old stone. Um, So, yeah, I was like, we'll figure something out. And so I had him be interviewed. You know, with a twisted T, and the idea was I interview him, like you know, and for a couple minutes, and he just derails it. That I just hit him with a twisted T. That was all right. That was the, that was the joke. Okay, all right. But like Stone grabs the bike and just starts rambling and rambling and rambling. <laughs> and I'm like, oh god! I was like, where's the twisted T? <laughs> <laughs> we got to pull the ribcord right I'm now. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like eight minutes in. I'm like, yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry and I just hit him with a twisted T pulled the webcam out and then just got out of the zoom <laughs> and then rejoined like an hour and a half later and like never addressed it never never brought it up I'm just imagining this from the perspective of someone who's like oh we have an office party with a comedy show yes. and then they just see this fat Willie Nelson looking guy <laughs> ramble maniacally for a minute and then you hit him with a twisted T cut to black cut to black I left the microphone plugged in and you just hear me going get this man out of here get this man out of here <laughs> and I pulled the mic on that I'm like alright oh my god I got zoom so uh, when you started that story I missed the detail that it was an office party on in zoom. a zoom call yeah yeah this is during the pandemic so we couldn't meet up right right was this to discuss like uh things at work or was this like a social this was like hey work appreciation we can't do mm. like um mm. okay christmas parties because we have like mormons and they can't celebrate that but they can celebrate work appreciation things so they're all like we need a union so, after this <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the christmas party i got you pretty much. okay all right that makes more sense yeah and then a magician followed me i heard and i heard he crushed so uh, <laughs> Well, honestly, I mean, I mean, yeah, Zoom kind of lends itself that's to wheelhouse. magic more than For sure. comedy, I would say. That's yeah. why, I mean. Well, really. when I set up my first punchline about another comedian, uh, not another comedian, another. Uh, You're up there doing inside Cincinnati no, jokes? No, no, I've got a coworker who's not on the Zoom call. I'm like, I got a great bit about this guy. You know, set up. Punchline. Right, right. Set up. Somebody starts talking. I'm like, you know what? You guys do the punchline. I was pissed off. I was immediately, <laughs> immediately oh just like, I was drunk. I should I, <laughs> I started too late. I had a whole bottle of wine to myself. It was oh, too much. Oh, man. I mean, that's for a Zoom show. I feel like that's I the needed right it. amount of I couldn't have done it without preparation. It. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the only other and thing. And I told him, I was like, it's not going to go well. From yeah. the start. I feel like you did your job. I did my you job. You warned them. I told him. No. You gave them plenty of notice and time to back work. out. Do not do this thing. Yes. This bad, wrong thing you're doing. <laughs> Stop now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, jokes aren't going to work. I was like, I'll try a couple, but they're not going to work. Yeah. I've never seen tried. a Zoom show that uh, with comedy was funny and worked. I saw one. Yeah? It was in a dream I had. <laughs> and it was way in the future. And uh, every <laughs> phone was also a portal into whatever you were viewing. So that's all we need. That's all we need. Yeah. Future tech. Future yeah. dream tech. Yep. 
future that's that's how we fix pandemic comedy that's Magic. already over <laughs> but yeah doing doing those zoom shows man i was terrified i was like is this what we're gonna be doing for the next two three years like oh gosh yeah i did um lee ran like the hub and um yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Zoom. that was fun i did that once it, it was fun but it was more it was more like this it was like a yeah. podcast interview and you just had to be funny and like make the host laugh yeah and that's the only way to approach it because otherwise yeah. you're just up there reciting material to zero laughter maybe they'll uh. have their mics turned on but that's a whole other problem the only thing that you can really hope for in that situation if you are just going to go up there and pile drive jokes into your fucking phone screen is to get the host to go oh i love that sweet sound <laughs> just a little air out the nose just Mm, got them. Yeah, they don't even quite smile, uh-huh. but their eyes squint just, just a little just bit when it happens. Phone, just uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people. Get, yeah, that's sitting funny. Sitting in the dark in a comedy club when the only thing to watch is a performer are already so distracted, just right? Being dumb animals, and then you put them in their living room right. with all their shit. Yeah. Like their dogs there and all their food. Like I wouldn't be able to pay attention. <laughs> Just walking someone and they literally walk over to their fridge, grab something. And... Yeah. Oh God, dude! I I just I don't know, man. I. How many times did you contemplate giving up on comedy entirely during the pandemic? <laughs> A lot. Was it was it a regular thought? Like you just kept going? No, that I mean cycle? honestly, I missed it so much. Yeah, okay. it was right when it came back. I was like, "Why did I miss this?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. sitting at Chameleon with like two other comedians. And, list like, is waiting deep. for no waiting for the list <laughs> to come out, and I'm like, "The show doesn't start for another hour. I'm here an hour early." Oh God, that's such a waste of time. I'm looking around, and then even as the show fills up, I'm like, "Why?" Why did I miss this? And then, what? like, before the vaccine, there was the response of, like, I could catch COVID for this. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I could catch COVID trying to find out if my dick jerk works. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was weird. You go from, like, you know, three, four nights a month, like, a night or a week, I wish. But, uh, <laughs> and then you don't do it for, like, a whole year, pretty much. Yeah. Like, very sporadically just like maybe once a month if you're lucky and then it's like you're back in and you're like man we're all just back here again it's weird like did we all just go on vacation like it's like we all moved away and then came back yeah it's yeah, so yeah. weird it's like people we all have, like, failed in new york and came right back you memorized everyone's tuesday outfit <laughs> and then a year and a half later it's like oh god you're like in a whole different size category now <laughs> Good for you or bad for you? Not going to say. <laughs> that or, hey, you actually cleaned it. Nice. Oh, God. You <laughs> actually cleaned it. cleaned it. It's not wrinkled. Nice. Oh, you're yeah. still talking about clothes. See, I thought you were had switched to a bathroom conversation. Like, <laughs> you're at the urinal next to somebody, and you're like, oh, you actually cleaned it. Nice. Yeah. Last time I saw you, that was not the case. <laughs> we should do this more often. It is weird, like... Because I got used to having more time so I could do shit like laundry and cooking for myself. And yeah, now comedy started functional. up again and I have an hour of free time a day, maybe. Yep, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it's weird because like the job that I have, they gave me all this responsibility over the last like year and a half. And yeah. 
they kept asking, like, are you sure you're okay with this? We know that, like, you know, you're pursuing comedy and stuff. And I was like, well, I mean, I have to make money and comedy's not happening right now. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in this position where comedy's happening and I am not paying attention to my job for a damn. <laughs> and I'm just waiting for them to notice. I got another fucking raise yesterday. Yeah. I don't know oh, why. Congratulations, dude. I don't. It makes me feel weird. Cause I, <laughs> Sounds I, like you're doing something right. Middle level management, baby. I do very little except stress. That's I've all I do. I've never had an hourly job where I don't feel like I'm tricking them. I'm like, yeah. I'm getting away with something. Yeah. Because I get a paycheck every other week for sitting here and doing less work than I should. <laughs> I work for an hour and a half, four days a week. And I get paid for 40 Damn, hours. you're better at this than me. Yeah. The rest of the time I sit at a desk and I answer a phone if it rings. And I just like plug data into a computer, which, I mean, it's a lot of data. So it takes mm-hmm. me like 10 minutes. Damn. And, and, the, <laughs> and, you know, the rest of the 10 hour shift is really just filled with um, pretending to be busy in front of the cameras that have a direct live feed into the owner's kitchen. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, I don't have that camera. Shout so out to Facebook your owner. <laughs> <laughs> no, my job isn't. It's it's. Oh man, it's stupid easy. Yeah, it's stupid easy. It's awesome. It's pretty nice. It's like nice. I I do very little, and they they pay me a decent amount to do it. Um, I want to quit so fucking. Bad. <laughs> yeah, every day <laughs> I was like, Dude, who wants a real job? Oh my god, I want to quit so bad. Like I have health insurance. I can afford to get on stupid bidding websites and try and buy like shit I don't need. That's nice. And I don't want. I'd rather <laughs> struggle and work at a fucking McDonald's. Yeah. Actually, I don't want to work, but no, no. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I I've been having this daydream. About stealing a horse from Amelia, Ohio, and just riding off into the sunset. That's that's so nice. You guys want to come? No. Good. There's only one that's, fucking horse, I Nick. <laughs> I was ready to I close have a my saddle. eyes. <laughs> He's have the horse. That sounds very uncomfortable. <laughs> just robbing horses that are out to pasture. Bareback for miles? Really? That's how you're going to go out on the no, land? Thank you. I, I, I like that you had the realistic view. Yeah, and he's like, you guys, he doesn't have a saddle strap. In, in my head, I had long flowing hair and an unbuttoned like white shirt. Right, yeah. And I was yeah. just galloping, no problem. But reality, you get up there and it's like, ah, oh, this horse hurts my dick. I need a, <laughs> I need a saddle. Yeah. How many miles have we gone? Two? I'm out. Turn What's our around. destination? Why did I leave home? <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> I should have grabbed my wallet for this, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. No, don't you ever just want to, like, steal a horse? No. For real? Where would I put it? What are you talking about? You're okay in this fantasy. You're stealing a horse. Okay. You ride it around (laughs) a bit. You do a couple of local, you know, horse bits, have some fun with the police, and then you just, you know. What's a horse bit? Yeah, to you? What, 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 <laughs> are you, know, you taken to a sh- take to a, show? to a Walmart and you're like, where do I park my horse? Uh, no, not you, that. You ride it into a Target, claiming that you are a uh, what's the fucking half Zorro? horse? Ha, ha, no, half centaur. Horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. say you're a centaur, and and you're confused when people are telling you to get down off the horse. You're yeah. like, get down off of what? <laughs> These are my legs, and then you rush off to the electronics section. I. That's a horse bit. <laughs> What if you made a human centipede slash horse costume where the horse was the back four legs? So it's like a horse costume, 
Okay, so you're but, talking about a horse costume. Yeah. Involving but three it's just people an total. Extra set. No, 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 no. It's a horse and you. So there are six sets of legs. Right. The horse would have to like bend down and be the ass in because it's the horse, right? So you want to have a horse's face shoved into your ass? Yeah. Oh, okay. How much clearer could I make that? <laughs> I mean, whatever tickles your pickle, bro. I don't, I don't want to judge you for decisions that make you happy, but I mean, I feel like this could... I mean, does it have, have to be a horse? Because when you said that, I pictured a costume Okay. Yeah. That, that the three of us could all be in, right? The front person, the part of their costume is just a pair of pants. Attached okay. to the ass of those pants is the costume face of the horse. That's the second person who's okay. going to be bent over the whole time. Pretty standard for horse costumes. Very standard for horse yeah. costumes. And then the rear person who is also bent over yeah. um, is, is the rear of the horse. And then you just go to Target like that. What are you guys doing after the podcast? You asked if I had a hard out, and I do not. <laughs> Sounds like that's <laughs> Unless it. Unless we have plans to go to Target <laughs> in a horse costume, then you might. I got a hard in for that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what's your favorite Halloween costume? Oh, dude, that's tough. I don't know. If you um, say sexy cat, I'm going to kick you under the table. I had a really cool idea. I never did, but it was uh, dress up as like a dog walker, like covered in blood, have a leash, and just be like, yeah, I was the guy who let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never did that, but that's easy. That's okay. still, still have the fake blood, so... uh I always, well, I mean, that's uh, that's multi-purpose. You I, can use that for anything. I yeah. just... Miscarriages, everything. <laughs> you know, living with stone, it's good to keep a bottle of fake blood around. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't have any, but, this, <laughs> but I moved out before then. You might have a bottle of real blood around, but... Oh, yeah. he definitely does. The only question is what species. <laughs> Horse. That's some stains. I don't want that. My standard Halloween costume is I just draw a Harry Potter scar on my forehead. Nice. And then Classic. put on a rugby shirt. You're going to do that this year with the stash? Minimum yeah. effort. Oh, shit. I forgot to grow a mustache. <laughs> yeah. The stash needs to be included. It I has probably to probably dress in all black and a top hat, and I can be that dude who ties chicks to a railroad. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, just an uh, old Dick time Dick Dastardly. Crook. Dick Dastardly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Richard Dastardly. <laughs> <laughs> I went as C.S. Lewis one year. Whoa. Yeah. I had a tweed jacket and I walked around with a pipe and I showed up to a Halloween costume party and I said, I bet no one can guess who I am. Mm. And over the course of four hours, we all ate mushrooms and no one could guess. Just like, did you say Louis C.K.? <laughs> no, I never no. told them. Like, I kept telling them, I was like, if you guess it right, I'll I'll let you know, but I'm not going to tell you. And uh, how many tweed-suited pipe smokers can you go through in four hours? Because I feel like there's. Well, they were. They, I mean, they were guessing all sorts of things. They were like, uh, and and it got worse as the night went on because they kept yeah, getting more and more fucked up. The mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, and the beer and the weed and everything else that was going on that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, someone guessed Stephen Hawking, and I was like, "Are like what? What path did your brain go down for that one to ever leave your face?" I mean, it would be before he's never smoked or worn tweed. No. <laughs> wait, wait, he might have worn tweed. 
I don't know about his pipe smoking, but... He might have worn tweed? Were you yeah, his costume like designer? A, no, I saw mm-hmm. the theory of everything. Yeah, so I know everything it. about it. Right, right, right. That's totally <laughs> fictitious <laughs> movie that had that... Oh, you know what's crazy? That's the same dude from uh, the Fantastic Beasts movies. Eddie Redmayne. Is that his name? Yes. Good be, movies. Be real weird if it wasn't. It's like, no, I just have a tick. <laughs> <laughs> a tick Redmayne. where I call everyone Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. want, I want a slow release tick where it's like, sorry, once every 14 years, I just say Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> <laughs> it happened again. You're supposed to say, I do. <laughs> time, the one time. Did you take this woman to be your wife? Uh, Eddie Redmayne. You never, you never told her about it. You're like, it'll never happen. It usually happens when I sleep. No, it never happens. No. It's only happened twice because I'm 28. It's the better part is that she totally knows about it. And so you're like, I, Eddie Redmayne, I told you this would happen. We've known about this for months. But you Storm had to phone. have a June wedding. <laughs> it was the only Saturday available. <laughs> Just a full mental breakdown. Dude, I want to stage a mental breakdown for a wedding where we have a wedding and we just plan this whole argument. And Dude, bit. that'll blow this podcast up. You guys, should, you guys should get engaged right now. We, we hire theater actors to come in and hold people hostage or some shit. And then we're like, just kidding, real wedding's in a month. See you guys then. And nobody shows up to the real wedding. That'd be a real kooky way to invite everyone. <laughs> We just wanted to gather everyone so we could RSVP everyone at once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're keeping the wedding gifts <laughs> and the shit he pretended to steal from you. He actually was stealing. <laughs> He's a theater student and struggling. <laughs> when you said the words, I want to stage a mental breakdown, you triggered a memory. I Take st- us back. I oh. staged a mental breakdown. Mm-mm. I was like Ooh. nine years old. That's pretty early to even know what a mental breakdown is. Oh, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but oh. it was like... Uh, I don't remember all of it, but I do remember uh, I was in choir class, you know, when all the kids had to be in choir class. And then the, the, the like class ended and everyone left. And <laughs> the teacher came over to me and she was like, are you okay? And I just zoned out. I have ADHD. I just zoned out. Right. But then I realized that I was in a situation where they were going to ask questions about why I was acting weird. So I invented a reason that I thought would be plausible for a kid to be completely just like catatonic for a minute, which to me was to break down crying. And that's what I did. You cried on purpose, fake tears at nine years old. <laughs> Facebook like profile tests have told me that I'm like 85% sociopathic. Oh, yeah. They probably know. Yeah, very yeah. accurate tests. I'll, I'll, trust Facebook that. Tests. I'll trust those for sure. Just uh, that you typed in that experience <laughs> and they're like, yep. Wrote a short also, essay. Also, what celebrity do you look like? <laughs> uh, some have told me Dax Shepard with lupus, but that's not the point. Uh, but yeah, they, Facebook they, nailed that shit. No, oh, <laughs> they, they nailed that. Yeah, that was a coworker that told Facebook me that, and just it made, hurt my soul when he did. But yeah, he's, and then, a, he's dating. Uh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, Kristen Bell. Is that her name? Yeah, she's from The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Have you guys watched The Good Place? No, it's pretty good. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never seen it. Sorry. To, what celebrity to, do you look like? I feel. Oh, like that's easy. Are you kidding me? No, nah, I, I got nothing. Who? Really? Who? It doesn't. It, when you think of what celebrity Nick Noble looks like, there isn't an absolute name that pops out to you. No. Seriously. 
No, 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 seriously. Look each other in the eyes. Okay, okay. All right, now scan him from the eyes, down the nose, to the mouth, the chin, and then back up. And tell me that Nick Noble doesn't... Do it again. Do another scan from the eyes, okay, one more down scan. the nose. Hold on. Let me, let me cleanse the palate. Down the nose. Listeners, if you're listening to this, pull up the photo that we post with, with Nick Noble and, and do this too. Look him in the eyes, and then down the nose. Scan past the mouth to the this chin. This is uncomfortable. And back up. And tell me that Nick Noble does not look like Barack Obama. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? Right? I mean, no one's ever told me that before, but I'll take it. How do you feel right now? Kenyan. Pretty good. Right? Yeah. Right? You feel like you could take on the world? Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. We just need to lift each other up more, even if it's ridiculous. Dude, you... I don't think we needed two self-scans for that, though. <laughs> for him to I was deciding between twice. three different names <laughs> to say that you looked like, and, and that's where I landed. I was stalling just to but be like, I was hoping for white funny. Steve Harvey. Nope. <laughs> I do like this idea of giving people fake compliments to lift them up. That's not shitty. It's just something we made up that they were good at. Like, okay. I like that you can fully operate a bobcat well that's not that's not false i can like the the big shovel yeah i'm certified to operate heavy machinery oh, god damn <laughs> well that just ended but up also being a real thanks. ass yeah, yeah no it's, yeah. that's great thank you that's uh, that's pretty impressive i like that you jazz dance thank you nailed it <laughs> good guess Mm-hmm. Good guess. Yeah. Well, the first one was too good. Yeah. Right. Right. Too accurate. Like yeah. you just read me, and you were like, "Yeah, this you guy, have a license." This guy fucks with bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Like if you ask any temp service that I've ever applied to, I can totally operate heavy machinery. Mm, hell yeah. yeah. Just not high. Exclusively, you gotta tell them they like not high though. Literally, like yeah, we know that. I just want to make sure you know that too. (laughs) I won't be. Trust me. I'm like ninety percent sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like pretty sure that every single person that I've ever known that works in construction buys weed by the garbage bag full. I'm sure. Every single one. My brother. My ex-wife's dad. It's a short list, but every single one. Garbage bags full of weed. And not good weed, because it comes in a garbage yeah, bag. Yeah. But, you know, qu- quantity over quality. Yeah. yeah. Back in my construction days, I worked with this guy named Clint. Um, and he introduced himself, like, not like Clint Eastwood. I'm like, no shit. Huh. And he was so high every single day of his life wait so he 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 couldn't even do the hard stuff because he i think he was like a pity hire and so which is and i was me so i couldn't do anything so i would just just me me. and clint mixing up buckets of plaster so all the real construction workers could take it and actually use it and they're like okay this is how the drill works You insert this thing and it mixes the bucket, and then half the time passing it up to them, I would just coat myself in plaster. Like, oh, you gotta mix up another one. That's exactly what you want. Yeah. yeah. Just two Mr. Magoos working at a construction oh site. Oh, gosh. And then every other person was like, okay, 
his aunt kind of runs the company and is, <laughs> this is a good post-college uh character building exercise oh my god i fucking hate nepotism man it is the single biggest annoyance i that didn't I've even ever benefit had. from him it detracted from my life <laughs> oh wait you were the fucking nephew yeah oh i thought the stone guy was the nephew no, no nepotism's awesome <laughs> no it fucking was love awful. me some nepotism I woke up and- <laughs> Have you been ever nepotically hired? We're going to gloss over the that's not a word. It is now. We're like Shakespeare, bitch. No. We're making shit. No. No. Well, have you, like, shit, like no. have yeah, you, I'm, I'm a good talker in there in the interview. I can sell myself. Have you ever you had an interview around? that you didn't get the job for? Um, no. See? See? I have this theory that a certain brand of comedian... Or there's something in like the comedian mindset that makes them really good in interviews. We typically get whatever shitty job we apply for as long as we can make it to the interview. Have you ever been denied a job that you got an interview for? 100%. I was going to be the exception to that rule. But like how many? um, So I'll I'll like get nervous in interviews and like build it up. And then I have to wake up at 8 a.m. and I'm nervous. So I show up an hour early and sit in my car and I'm like, oh, it's oh yeah, I would not hire right. you. I'll be like, no, this guy, you're sweaty. Security's already. already got an alert on you. But the Vol- last interview spaghetti. I didn't get, I'm like, all right, I have to be the opposite of that. <laughs> so you show up late, Stone. <laughs> so, so I show up so. and I'm like, I'm like trying to like, you know, be comfortable and just pal around <laughs> and they didn't hire me specifically because they said i was too casual oh dick yeah so wow. i overcorrected. Wow. <laughs> what was the job for uh, i was some excel shit yeah yeah, yeah. it was it i don't know a bigger company but. you know it's funny i uh i'm <laughs> realizing now like the more and more shit that i do at my job i'm like none of this would ever transfer to any other business yeah I feel bad that I sometimes feel good at a job I don't care about. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm sinking time into something where I'm like, I hate this every day, but I have health insurance and I don't have to think too hard so I can, <laughs> I can move on. write jokes I can in the back on. of my head. And yeah. I can get out of here. It's really nice that like I'm as comfortable as I am, but I could still at any point steal a fucking horse and ride, ride off, off into, into the, the sunset. sunset. Yeah, we're not on board. I'm not going to do that. That's, it's not the three amigos doing that. It is the That's one you amigo. And hold on, hold on. This podcast hold on. is becoming very sad. I know where we can get some saddles. Okay. Are you in? No. Scott, no. what do I have to do? What do I have to do? Well, uh, Does it have to you... be a unicorn? Do I have to steal you a unicorn, okay. Nick, so that you'll ride third... off into the sunset with me? Is there a me? saddle that holds three people? You want a fucking sidecar for the horse? Oh, yes. Now I'm on board. Two (laughs) baskets with air conditioning. Fuck that shit. We're strapping ponies on the side. That's what a sidecar on a horse is. It is a pony. Okay. Okay. I will be on board if you find a horse. Now I feel threatened. (laughs) I know. I was doing a lot of yelling. Self contained AC. A screen with an iPad so I can play my games. What the um, fuck? A reclining chair. What are you? Um, a refrigerator. I just want a house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the deal. We're not going to steal three horses and ride off. And this isn't going to be Princess Bride. That's not what we're really. Doing. We're not going to do that. No. What we're going to do is we're going to steal nine horses and we're going to strap them to a tiny home to accommodate fucking Luke. I. I would. <laughs> 
to be in that when the cop tries to pull over <laughs> a nine horse, a horse wagon train tiny home. and they're just straining with this thousand pound tiny home they're sweating one of the horses died and is just being dragged along and there's a cop well that's like what the fuck is th- i don't know what it is but it sure doesn't look legal <laughs> You're not speeding, but Jesus Christ, stop them and ask some questions. Yeah. Did you think this was street legal when you did this? I just want to ask the question to you. And he's like, he can't roll down the window, so he's just talking to you who's riding one of the horses. <laughs> did you think this was, not even legal, did you think this was a good idea? Uh, well. you just, you'd be chilling. You'd be chilling side saddle, right, Nick? Oh, of course. Yeah. Wait, he's still side saddle? So you're in the tiny home and he's on a pony strapped to one of the nine horses? If Nick wants a tiny home, we're going to need 18 horses. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just into the side strategy. That sounds sweet. News reports came in today of a dual tiny home barreling down I-75, taking up all four Uh, lanes. Medium speed chase. There's a helicopter. We've got five stars. (laughs) The 18 horses were only able to get up to 18 miles an hour, but they wouldn't stop. We (laughs) thought horsepower was one per horse, and we got (laughs) way too many horses. (laughs) The police have tried everything that they can possibly think of to stop these horses, but... <laughs> the judge is just like, I don't know what you did illegal, but you you know you're going to jail, right? <laughs> like, I can just hit the hammer He's down. He's going through the book like... What? And we're like, yeah, we get it. He's just talking Fair very enough. slow because they're writing the laws you just broke <laughs> in the next room. <laughs> so we didn't know we would need these laws, and we probably never will again. <laughs> Not since the American Revolution. We have not had to have some, some kind of law involving steel, uh, stealing of horses. So. The last case on horse bandits was 1893. <laughs> we, have to, we have to go to the book of records here. We got to see. This isn't a lawyer. It's a historian. We had to dig him up somewhere. Pawn Stars guy shows up. <laughs> Let me bring an expert in. He's going to yeah, look at this. I got an expert here. Best I can do is 20 years, 15, <laughs> with good behavior. Oh, God. Uh, you know, you, you, sometimes... Those bastards lied to me. Man, I'm done. <laughs> you sure? We can keep going. This could be the rest that's, of the episode. That's as much as I know about Pawn Stars. <laughs> oh, and Chuck Lee fucked something up. Then we're done. Yeah, there we go. He comes yeah. in with like a pot of chili and smells it. <laughs> and then season six. Da, 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 da. Hey, you may have noticed that that episode ended a little abruptly, and that was on us. As always, um, 
the SD card was full and uh, we didn't notice until Nick had left but uh, I felt like the episode was was strong enough to stand on its own we recorded a good hour and we'll have to get Nick back to um, fill in the rest of the episode some bombing stories fill in the gaps but I, I hope you enjoyed the episode which honestly I think at uh even even in its cutoff state was probably one of the better ones. I don't want to name any other names, but pretty pretty good. And um, in, in in its whole hour and a half, I think it would have almost been too good. We uh, we have a standard, and that was above our standards. We flew too close to the sun, and uh, we paid for that. So I will see you guys next week.